Brewing it's time. the B-List Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the MBR radio network. The Bruins, if you turned them off last night when they were down 4-1 to one, like some on people you. might have, uh, you might not know that they came back and scored five goals with ten minutes left in the third period to beat the Carolina Hurricanes slash former Hartford Whalers 6-4. to four. Tim Rosenthal is here from Bruins Daily to discuss that. This team is never dead, are they? I mean, four to one in in the third period. I mean, you're 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 going to bed early in, yeah. in most situations, Tim. What what the hell Shout is going on with this team? And, and let alone losing uh, the Dale Chara, Tory Krug, and yeah. uh, Jake DeBrusque in the third period. They're working with the short bench. There only um, seventeen guys, if you count the backup goalie there, and. Um, Somehow, some way, they found a way to win. I think uh, almost everyone wrote him off. But if you ask me, I predicted this. We all know that. I, you know, I told him I started watching when it was four to one. I, I just had this feeling. I said, you know what? They've been one of those teams all year that they find a way, and if even if they don't win, there'll be some excitement. And sure enough, what do we know about the injuries? Uh, we know nothing right now because uh, right after game. Uh, Cassidy told, uh, Bruce Cassidy told reporters they had nothing to report. Now this happened during the game, so obviously they, um, so obviously any report would just be hearsay. But um, we do know they were taken for x-rays, I believe, uh, but at the same time I don't think anything's come out. And whether we hear back about them today or tomorrow uh, before the uh, Panthers game is anyone's guess right now. The um, the what, what I, I was very impressed with Pasternak last night. That first pass, you know, with this goal is going to get lost in the shuffle. But the pass that he made to set Marshant up in front to get yep. the first goal was one of the prettiest passes I have ever seen. I mean, he faked out just about everybody and then dropped it back, and Marshant was wide. That was just he has really, he has really, really uh, taken the leap to that next level. Yeah, and especially with uh, Patrice Bergeron out and Charon McAvoy out and all the injuries that they have, let alone David Backus, who came back from a three-game suspension uh, yesterday. But um, I think his game has really elevated without Patrice Bergeron. Uh, Brad Marchand's too, obviously. We looked at what he did last week with the three-game winners, and he's kind of picking up right where he left off. He had, um, and um, yesterday he notched his third straight third goal campaign, but um, that's what Pasternak does. He can make incredible plays uh, out thin air. Now, sometimes he tries to do that a little too much, but I think that's a critique you'll take any day of the week with um, Pasternak's offensive creativity because more often than not, he makes uh, those plays look extremely good um, than he does when he uh, turns the puck over. Now, Tim, uh, Adam McQuaid did not play dress last night. Was that just a Set up on the ninth floor and watch, or was there something up there? Uh, I think that's just uh, the former there. Uh, here we are. We have uh, the Bruins are still seven D deep without um, without McAvoy, and then uh, and Holden has been playing really well since coming uh, from New York. I might have had an off game uh, last night, but um, so did everyone else on the back end until they made that uh, comeback there. But um, I think right now Holden might. Have taking a step forward um, ahead of McQuaid on the uh, depth chart. Now, that doesn't mean McQuaid's not going to be back. I do think with the schedule 
with this uh, every other day for the next few weeks and a few back-to-backs that you will see McQuaid back in the lineup because you're going need to give Zdeno Char a bit rest. You're still going to need McAvoy, even if he comes back you, uh, before the end of the season. I think you still need to be a little careful with him. And some of the other players are banged up as, uh, well, Kevin uh, Torrey Krug uh, obviously left the game um last night, so uh, I do think there is an opportunity maybe tomorrow night, depending on the severity of Krug and Chara's injuries for McQuaid to come back, but, and I do think you'll also see him a few more games this year. I don't think it's the end of Van McQuaid's season by any means. Now, Holden played on the right side last night, is that is that right? Yes, and um, he's a little versatile. He can play both. I think he prefers the left side, but he can also shoot, um, he can also play the right side, and um, it gives uh, them a little bit of a puck-moving option without uh, McAvoy. He's not afraid to shoot the puck. He's gained some good power play minutes there in the second power play unit that really um, that, that was really streaking last week. I believe they had three or four uh, power play goals. Um, yeah, four for six, I think. Four games there, yeah. and um, and yeah, and when you're missing McAvoy, you have to pick up the slack somehow, uh, especially on the puck moving end. And obviously, Tory Krug has been one of the better puck mover, moving uh, defensemen in the league for the past few years. And having Holden and Grizzlick, um is uh, has gives them a little bit more insurance on trying to transition up uh, the puck up the ice. Now, without McAvoy, they they're really struggling defensively, but. If you could get into shootouts and win these seven four, six four, eight five games, I think you'll take that. Just um, uh, maybe it seemed limpy into the playoffs defensively, but anytime you can get a win here and this time of the year, I think they'll gladly take it. I like the fact that uh, we used to complain about Claude. I know that guys like to stay within line. You know, you get used to oh, he's going to cut in there if this happens. You just get a feel for it, but. Uh, I think Cassidy, we complain that Claude never changed his lines. Cassidy's been willing to to experiment a little bit, uh, and because he, he's had to because he's had so many injuries. But mm-hmm. I think that's a good mantra for this team, that no matter what happens, we'll, we'll put somebody in there and we'll be okay. Yeah, he's done it in the past. Look at uh, Pasternak a few weeks ago when he moved him down to their line and David Back is back on the top line to kind of counter the um, – Calgary's uh, heavy uh, forwards on the top line there. Um, and then, um, but uh, and as far as last night's go, he was kind of forced to double ship guys, so he didn't really have many lines in sync, but they somehow made it work. And um, certainly I thought maybe uh, going into the third period, he might switch it up a little bit after a power play, after that uh, third period power play early in the uh, period there, uh, maybe move Rick Nash up uh, in. Uh, with uh, Marshan and uh, Rick Nash, and then put uh, Pasternak back with uh, David Krejci just to change things up. I, that could be an option going forward if things go awry, but um, right now um, they're working, whether they're changing lines, whether they're replacing injured guys, whether they're just uh, fluid um, offensively, they're making things work, and uh, you can't complain about that. No, I, I don't think there was anybody you and I included, that expected they were going to be uh, this far up in the standings this late in the year. I mean, I had no idea with all these young guys. 
No, I think a lot of people thought this could be a fringe playoff team that got better late in the year as, as long as they were healthy. They were expected to have a young lineup throughout the season, but the way they progressed this year has just been nothing short of uh, outstanding. You have McAvoy, obviously, a Calder Trophy candidate. I don't know if he's still going to be considered one of the top three uh, finalists after um, – you know, with his injury, and then you got DeBrusque, who is really coming into his own yeah. these past few weeks. And then Dan Heinen had a very strong start. He struggled. Um, he struggled uh, for about eight, nine, the last eight, nine, ten games. But uh, what better way to break that slump than tying the game on up on a beautiful pass from uh, David Krejci? Well, I think again, he's he's no different than any other young player. You know, they not used to playing those many games in this kind of an atmosphere and. We watch it in the NBA, and and suddenly, you know, maybe he's going to get a second wind after you know he sat him down and and got him a chance to get up to the ninth floor and watch things, and now he's uh, coming back a little. And the one thing about Cassidy is he'll let these rookies play through their struggles. I think with Claude, maybe Hyden would have uh, gone three, four, five games up on level nine before coming back into the lineup, but um, with Cassidy, it was just one game. Just check out. Um, uh, it things up on level nine there and uh, get right back into it. And it's kind of forced back into Alina because of a couple injuries, but he's also allowing um, uh, some of their young guys, whenever they go through these struggles, to play through it. And I think that's been very, very important to their development this year. His name is Tim Rosenthal. You can catch him with Bruins Daily and BruinsDaily.com. You can also read his stuff on Boston.com as well. Uh, Tuca looking to, he's let some wild ones in recently. I thought that one last night, the slow motion, uh, the slow motion one, which by the way, reminds me, you know, as the father of six kids in, in coach, I'm sure this will remind you too. You know, when your kid knocks something over and it always happens in slow motion and all you can say is no, yeah, and you can see go. the cup of milk yeah. slash juice slash Kool-Aid slash whatever, just going over slowly. That's all I was reminded of last night is that puck trickle through the legs and you're like, okay, somebody's going to get and stop it! Somebody's gonna get there and stop it. And then you know, nope. Williams docked it in. I was like, ah, you know that. I don't know. He's still letting in occasional weak goals, but you know, Hudobin hasn't really inspired me with a lot of confidence lately either. A- any concern from either goaltender at this point? Well, I think what um, is underlying about that. Yes, they both struggle a little bit, but uh, you look at that second period there that Tuca had, even with that soft goal aside. If it wasn't for him, I don't think they have a chance to be in that game, let alone uh, come from behind and uh, win it. And same with Hudobin against uh, Chicago. I thought until the last flurry there in the final minute that he kept the Bruins in it. Um, but uh, it is a little bit of a concern, I think, just from a, um, uh, whatchamacallit there, a um, technique standpoint. I think they'll work, uh, they'll definitely have to work with uh, Bob Asenza, the uh, goaltending coach, uh, to fix their technique because we see Tuka late. Uh, um, Tuca's rebound control has not been as good as uh, uh, it's been uh, throughout the season. And with uh, Hudobin there, uh, he's always a little bit out there like uh, Tim Thomas, but it's worked out well. But he's still going to need to um, uh, fix his technique, I think, a little bit. Uh, if they were losing these games, I think there would be a lot more concern about the goaltending than there is now. But I, I, I wouldn't raise a red flag, but I do think uh, that they both Braskin and Hudobin need to improve a little bit during these next few weeks. 
Well, I think the other thing too, Tim, is the the uh, the defense has been fairly fluid too. You know, as far as who's going to play, who's injured, who's not, and you know that affects the goaltender. There's any question that the angles, the who's taking care of the rebounds, uh, are there breakaways? You know, all that stuff is affected by who's playing defense and how well they're playing. And uh, I I I think it's a package. Yeah, yeah goaltenders always let in a soft one now oh, yeah. and then. It's the nature of the beast. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's another major concern as to um, why they've been allowing a few more goals than usual. You do hope that your goaltender can make uh, it can stand on his head on a few nights uh, during this uh, whenever uh, whenever teams have this uh, stretch of injuries. But um, that's a lot to ask for, even from a goaltender. I know. Um, Tim Thomas did that sometimes on a regular basis um, during that cup run, but he also had a pretty healthy lineup for most of the season. Now I think that I think things are a little bit off uh, defensive and goaltending-wise, but um, if they get healthy and uh, assuming Charlie McAvoy returns to form, assuming Chara's injury isn't, as, isn't long-term or Krug's injury isn't long-term, then... Um, I do think they'll be okay in the long run, but for a time being, they're going to really need every defenseman and, um, to step up, and they're going to need to make, have uh, Tuka and Hudobin uh, stand on their heads if, if, uh, if it's absolutely necessary. His name is Tim Rosenthal. You can find him online at BruinsDaily.com. Are you all shoveled out, Tim? Yeah, I'm a little concerned. I was a little concerned about you there. You know, um, we're piled out basically. Our deck, um, our back deck, however, still needs a lot of shoveling, and um, I only did half of the deck this morning. <laughs> uh, shoveled half of the deck, <laughs> so um, I think I got another half to go. And I think um, my back uh, won't. I'm going to need a back brace by the time um, it's completed. I, I feel your pain. Like if it wasn't for if it wasn't for the kids and making them go do things, then we, you know. Yeah. Tim, we and were saying early in the week I had a little bit of a stomach bug too. So oh boy. Uh, the injury ninja got to me again. But holy crap! Here we go. But I'm think I'm close to a hundred percent now. And another shameless plug. Um, uh, tonight we my co-host from New Jersey, Chris Wassel, and I are. Um, Back on the air with another podcast. So, um, and you can follow me personally on Twitter at underscore Tim Rosenthal to find out the details. And you can follow my co-host uh, as well, like Chris Wassel DFS. He is Tim Rosenthal. Find him at Bruins Daily, BruinsDaily.com. Of course, you can hear this interview on demand after the show. Just go to MBRRadio.com. Tim, always good to talk to you. Thank you very much. Thanks for avoiding most of the storm, and we'll talk to you again next week. Yeah, hopefully we have a nice some nice weather finally to uh, talk over the air. Funny story, uh, supposed to be another storm next Tuesday. Yeah, really. So let's just let's yeah. just yeah. Knock yep. on wood. Yeah, let's yeah, all right. let's let's wait for this one. Let's let's get one to go out to sea. Just one. You know, it's like still snowing here, Tim. Not, if you're yeah, it's still it's still trucking I, here. It's I mean, I don't care if there's a little bit of rain to melt the snow oh, or yeah. whatnot, but I don't want another nor'easter. Yeah, no I'm thanks. good. I am good with Trying nor'easter. Thank if, you. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Try, try, trying to watch my figure. Thanks. See you later, Tim. Thank you. Thanks, fellas. Tim Take Rosenthal, care. Bruins Daily, BruinsDaily.com, with our weekly Boston Bruins report. Yeah.